When the old paths will take you where you want to go, there's no need to look for a new one. Amen? I'm thankful for the blood tonight. What a great, great song. I'll take the old paths. I'll take those. You can have the new rivers. I'll take the old streams. I'm going to have to get calmed down here a little bit so I can preach. I told you this morning I'm going to preach a pastoral kind of a message tonight, and I am. I'm going to preach a message I would typically preach on a Sunday morning, uh, but I believe it will be helpful for us uh, this evening, and I want you to listen as I go through the message I'll preach. Uh, One burden at a time, please. One burden at a time, please. Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless the preaching of your word. I enjoyed meeting at the college with the soul winners yesterday morning. I enjoyed opening the word of God and the plan of salvation this week with those to come to know you as Savior. I've enjoyed being in church and singing your praises together with God's people. I've enjoyed working shoulder to shoulder with your servants throughout the week. And Lord, what a blessing it is to serve you in this place. I pray that you bless the message tonight. I desire to be a blessing to every mother, every father, every college student, every teenager, every staff member, every deacon. I pray, Lord, that I can be of help to many people tonight with this truth. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. One of the most wonderful things of the Christian life is that the Lord Jesus Christ is the bearer of our burdens. Christ is our burden bearer. Throughout the word of God, we find that God desires for us to bring our burdens to him. And he carries not only our burdens, he carries us through the valley. Psalm 55, verse number 22, cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Peter wrote a very similar statement in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse number 7 when he wrote, casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. Matthew chapter 11, a very familiar and a wonderful passage of scripture. Verse number 28, the Bible says, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Hebrews chapter 4, the Bible tells us in verse 14 that we have not a priest, a high priest that cannot be touched uh, with the feeling, uh, he is touched with the feeling of our infirmity. I'm glad that God is touched he is moved, he, he feels not just my infirmity, but the feeling of my infirmity. When a child falls down and they skim their knee, the skinned knee is the infirmity, but their tears is the feeling, their cry is the feeling of their infirmity. So God is touched by the infirmity, but God's also touched by the feeling of our infirmity. That's a good God, isn't it? Casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. Uh, Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Our text passage said, Surely he hath borne our griefs 
and carried our sorrows. What a wonderful passage of scripture. Day after day as we go to the Lord in prayer, we take our burdens to the Lord and we cast our burdens upon him. And he gives us strength not only to go through the day and to carry our burden. Get this statement, he gives us strength to carry the burden to him. We have to have some strength to cast our burden. He gives us strength to cast our burden on him. I'm so glad that I can take our prayer request to the Lord every day. It means a great deal to me to come to church on a Wednesday evening and pray together as a church family. Like you, I'm usually very tired on Wednesday evening. But it is a great comfort to read the names and not just go through a name to be read. It's not a moment of silence. It's a moment of casting our burden on the Lord because he cares for us. He cares not just for our infirmity. He cares for the tears, for the cry of our infirmity. He's answered many, many prayers in this week and he has carried many burdens for us this week. I've also learned in my Christian life many years ago that not only am I to cast my burdens on the Lord, it is my responsibility to help carry the burdens of others. Galatians chapter 6, the Bible says in verse number 2, Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. The law, we're to love God, and we're to love our neighbor as ourselves. And so I'm supposed to care about your burden. I'm supposed to pray for you. You are supposed to pray for one another. We are supposed to care and carry the burdens of one another. We're to carry the burden of a Christian friend, a Christian brother, a missionary, a pastor, a father, a husband, an employer. Galatians chapter 6 tells us that we're to help bear their burdens. The burden of a failure, the burden of a weakness, uh, the burden of a sickness. The Bible says in James chapter 5, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. We call the doctor, and that's right. That's a, that's a good thing to do. That's what we're supposed to do. But it also says call for the elders of the church, and I get many, many prayer requests every single day. I counted today 100 prayer requests, just a little over 100 by way of text message and email uh, that I received this week. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what I'm supposed to do. We're to bear one another's burdens. The way we help bear one another's burdens is to take that burden and take that burden to the Lord. I'm glad he gives me strength to carry my burden to him. I love 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Would you look at that with me, please? 2 Corinthians chapter 1. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, he tells us that he's the God of all comfort. Uh, he's the God of all grace, and I love this uh, because it's a real help to me in helping to bear the burdens of others. He says in verse number 3, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation. Wait a minute, wait a minute, it's not the end of the verse. 
He doesn't just comfort me in my tribulation. He comforts us that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble. How? By the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and your salvation, which is, in fact, which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer, or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. So when I have a burden and I cast that burden on the Lord, I find mercy there. Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 16. I obtain mercy and then I find grace to help in time of need. So then when I hear of another burden, I say, I know exactly how you can overcome that burden. Let me help you take that burden to God because I found grace there. And I want to tell you about the grace that I found that helped me that will help you. That's how we help bear one another's burdens. I want to give you an illustration. Have you ever bailed, bailed hay or worked in a hay field where uh, the, uh, the hay has been bailed already and uh, you follow behind the baler and you put it on a wagon or you put it on a truck to take it to the barn? How many of you ever done that before? All right, quite a few of you have and all of you know what I'm talking about. And uh, they use the big round bales, and uh, those are difficult. Some of us have a hard time throwing those up, so they, <laughs> they use the tractor. But used to, they did all the square bales. And they basically made a bale. I think it's right, an average bale of hay is 90 pounds. How many of you agree with that? How many of you disagree with that? All right, you can fight about it after church if you will see one another outside. So it's about 90 pounds uh, uh, for a bale of hay. And now, now that's difficult, difficult work. How many of you have ever worked in a, uh, in a forest uh, where you've cut and pulled timber? Anybody ever done that? Now that's difficult work. I, I don't know why my dad thought it was necessary, uh, but my dad took us three boys and an old mule, and he showed us how to uh, cut down timber. And uh, then you take the chains behind the mule, and they have these little steel fingers uh, like this at the end of the chain. There's four of them, and you take a hammer, a four- or five-pound hammer, and you drive that into the end of the log all the way around, and then you take the mule, and you stay above the trees using those, or all of you going to go over the hill, and you use those trees as you pull the logs out. Difficult work, and then you work together, and you use a, uh, uh, you use a lever, a pole, uh, to roll those logs up onto a truck or up on a wagon. Now, it's all you can do to take and get one log on the truck, and then uh, you do that until uh, the truck is full, or you load uh, the uh, wagon, or you load the truck until it's full of hay, and then you take it to the barn. You do that all over again. Uh, you put all the hay in the barn. Are you with me? You see the picture that I'm talking about. At the end of the work uh, day, uh, you look at that load of hay that's being carried and placed in the barn loft or placed in a, in a place of storage, and what a heavy load that it is and you couldn't do all that at once but you could do it one bale at a time one bale at a time you've heard me make the statement I'm often I'm often overwhelmed by the burdens but God is never overwhelmed 
I make a mistake with my burdens now and again. Perhaps you'll relate to this story. You know that I love what I do in life. I love it with all my heart. I mean this. It is an honor for me to serve as a pastor of this church. I mean that. It is an honor. I wouldn't step down to be the governor or anything else you could imagine. I, I, I love what God allows me to do. I love to preach the word of God. I hunger to be a better preacher, a better Bible teacher, but I love what I do. I love in working with young men and training them in preaching and starting churches. I love helping pastors across the country. I, I live for it. I love every ministry that we have, and I'll not name all the ministries. This past week, I preached in Mississippi, South Mississippi. The day began fairly early on Monday, and the trip to Mississippi was from here to Atlanta, as always the case when I die. I'll probably have to stay in Atlanta two hours before I get to go to heaven. Uh, I hope it's not Delta that's taking me there. But anyway, uh, uh, they do a pretty good job, but I don't want to go through Atlanta. So my, my trip began here to Atlanta, and then Atlanta to uh, Jackson, Mississippi, and then an hour and a half drive to Macomb, Mississippi, uh, where I was picked up for the service that night. Preached Monday night, met with pastors on Tuesday, preached Tuesday night and Wednesday morning. My day started about when it typically does, just a little before 3 a.m. to get the early flight back home. I don't do that because I have to. I do it because I love what I do. I like getting back here. I like being here. I like serving as a pastor. And as I began that morning looking, at, first of all, at my prayer list, I began to pray for those on my prayer list one by one. I prayed for those with cancer, and I prayed for their spouse, and I prayed for their families. I prayed for their doctors. I prayed for my family, for my wife. I prayed for the folks on our list, and I won't go through the prayer list. There's some 300 average names on the prayer list. I then looked at my responsibilities for the day, and I... Uh, uh, just making sure I had everything written down to prepare for it. I uh, was scheduled to preach television at 5 o'clock, as we always or most all the time record the message at 5 o'clock. I meet with Brother Rogers at 6.30 and uh, to go through our prayer list uh, to make sure that I'm up to date on every uh, prayer request and then uh, Bible study at 7 o'clock. And all of that took time to prepare for at meetings after the service and also prepare for the church education lecture that I gave uh, on Thursday and then chapel service on Thursday and then work on the church growth conference. I had on my list to spend some time working on the fall retreats in October and November, couples retreat and the men's retreat. I looked at the soul winning visits uh, to make and those were prosperous this week and I'm thankful for that. I took calls from, uh, from uh, folks I prayed three different times with, um, uh, with uh, Ivan and uh, Jaylen, And, of course, their baby went to heaven today. I talked to them a little while before church. I prayed for our missionaries and the, need that, the needs that they face here and there. And I, went through, and I went through my work list making sure I had everything cared for. And it bothers me to miss a text message, to miss an email. It bothers me. And here's a mistake I made. I looked at all of my responsibilities together, and when I did, I panicked. I got overwhelmed. I felt a bit 
discouraged. You see, I looked at the barn full of hay and I tried to pick it up at one time and I couldn't. But I don't have to. All I have to do is pick up one bale at a time. I want you to hear what I'm about to tell you. You don't fear or you don't get overwhelmed when you're going through your schedule of bearing and carrying your burdens. You get overwhelmed when you look back and you look at them all at one time and you say, I don't know how I'm going to do this. It's like eating an elephant. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. And I imagine with a lot of honey mustard or a lot of ketchup, I don't know how they taste. But I realize I don't have to carry, and I make a mistake when I do that. And you make a mistake when you look at all of your responsibilities at one time, and you say, I don't know how I'm going to do that. That's not how we bear our burdens. We don't have to pick up the whole truck. We don't have to pick up the whole wagon. We don't have to pick up the whole barn. We bear our burdens one at a time and God gives me the grace. God gives me the strength to take that bale of burdens and cast it on him. I don't have to worry about that anymore until it's time to pray for them anymore. I cast it on him. I don't put it on my back and pick up another. I put it on him and I pick up another. And so often tonight, and I'm preaching to folks that carry many heavy burdens in life, and some folks are at a tough time in their life, and you don't, you don't have a difficult time as you push through the day. You have a difficult time when you look at all of the burdens at one time and you get overwhelmed by all of them. You see, and it's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing what you can do, one activity and one event at a time. You don't have to carry all your burdens at one time. He's the one that carries the burden. It's my job just to put it on the truck. 1 Peter 5, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. Take your Bible and go to Psalm 73. And I won't have time to go through all of this psalm but you'll be able to see the illustration that I'm talking about. Uh, the psalmist uh, is in a dilemma. Uh, he is discouraged because what he does he looks at his life. He's committed his life to serve God. He's committed his life to do that which is right. And then all of a sudden, he looks at the wicked of the world. And he sees their prosperity. And he adds it all up at one time. And he compares how they're doing to compared to how he's doing. And he gets envious at the wicked. Let's look at it. The Bible says in verse number 3, For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no bands in their death, but their strength is firm. They're not in trouble as other men, neither are they plagued like other men. Therefore pride compasseth them about as a chain. And he goes on and on to talk about how prosperous the wicked are, and yet he's having a difficult time as a child of God, and things are not going well for him. 
Look at verse number 14. For all the day long have I been plagued and chastened every morning. If I say I will speak thus, behold, I should offend against the generation of thy children. If I said what I thought, if I said what I felt, I would discourage the children. I would discourage the next generation. Uh, verse number 16. When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. And then the Bible says this, verse number 17. I went into the sanctuary of God, and notice one line, then understood I their end. You've heard me talk about this before. He was comparing how they were doing compared to where they were going. And he said they were, they were doing very well, but where they were going was to a bad place. And I had to go to the house of God, and I had to get my thinking right. I had to get my perspective right. And that's exactly the way it is in bearing our burdens. Sometimes we carry all of our burdens at one time saying, how in the world am I going to do all of this? You're not going to do all of this in the next three minutes. You're just going to do one task as, at a time as it's scheduled. And you're going to carry one bell of hay to the truck at the time until the entire field is empty and the barn is full. And you're going to sit down at the end of the day and say, thank the Lord for the work that's accomplished. You see, you don't look at all your burdens to carry at one time. You just carry them one at a time. When Jeremiah looked at it all together, he quit. When Jeremiah looked at the burden that God gave him all together, and he looked at the sum of the burdens, he looked at them and he added them all up, he said, I quit. But he didn't quit going through them one day at a time and finally came to the realization, I can't quit because there's a fire shut up in my bones. And he went back to doing what he had been doing, carrying one burden and one responsibility at a time. You'll be amazed at what you can accomplish in life if you do one task at a time and you do that over and over and over throughout the day, throughout the weeks, throughout the months, throughout the years until life is ended. You'll be amazed what you can accomplish. But if you look at all of the tasks at one time, you'll get overwhelmed. Take your Bibles and go to Numbers chapter 11. And again, I don't have time to go through all of this story and passage of Scripture uh, but in Numbers chapter 11, I want you to notice what Moses says to God as he reasons with God about all the responsibility of the children of Israel. Numbers chapter 11. Let's look at verse 4 quickly. And the mixed multitude that was among them fell a lusting. And the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who shall give us flesh to eat? We remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt freely. I want you to notice that they're looking backward and they're summarizing and they're adding up all these things for one time. We remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt freely, the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic. I'd have left Egypt just because of that. Verse number 6, But now our soul is dried away. There's nothing at all beside this manna before our eyes. And the manna was as coriander seed and the color thereof as the color of, of bedelium. Uh, let's look at verse number 9. And when the dew fell upon the camp in the night, the manna fell upon it. Then Moses heard the people weep throughout their families. 
every man in the door of his tent. Notice, every man in the door of his tent. And the anger of the Lord was kindled greatly. Moses also was displeased. And Moses said unto the Lord, Wherefore hast thou afflicted thy servant? And wherefore have I not found favor in thy sight, that thou layest the burden of all this people upon me? You know what he did? He summarized every single burden and he supposed that he was carrying all of that at one time. And he said, I quit. I can't do this. What you'll find that God told Moses, you don't carry the burden. I carry the burden. You deliver the message. Your job is to take burden by burden. By the way, when he took it burden by burden, it worked. When they didn't have water, you know what he did? He went to God. God said, Moses, smite the rock, and he, and, he, and he hit the rock with his rod, and the water came out, and they had water, and God took care of the problem. Lord, we don't have any food to eat. God gave them manna. God answered that prayer. And God answered every prayer burden by burden. It wasn't until he added up all the burdens at one time and said, Lord, I can't lift up this barn full of hay. And God said, Moses, I don't want you to lift up the whole barn. I just want you to put the burdens in there one bale at a time. That's your job. May I say tonight, we can't carry every burden at one time. But God helps us to carry one burden at a time. Let, let, me, let me give you an illustration. Brother Tenhar, if you'll wake up and come up here just a minute, please. Brother Tenhara is, uh, uh, he is a blessing. Uh, he's been on staff, how long, 15 years? Graduated from school and uh, from our college. And, and, and let me tell you what he does. He teaches school. He teaches in the academy. I don't know how many classes. Uh, we start at 8.30 and, uh, and teach until 3. Uh, he, uh, takes, uh, he works at the teen camp all summer, and uh, he has a family. Uh, he is, um, let me see, I wrote down what you do here. I think you do three things. Uh, he is a bus captain. He's a bus driver. He plays in the orchestra. He takes care of the teen choir. And if you listed everything that he did, you would say, man, how in the world do you do all that? I know the answer. Your wife does it. I know that. <laughs> Let me tell you how he accomplishes all that he accomplishes. He does the same thing every Monday morning, every Monday afternoon, every Monday evening. He does the same thing every June, July, and August. He lives by schedule, and so he doesn't do all that he does in one day. And I could use any one of 15, 20 staff members to say the same thing because they do a lot of things. And if you ask them, what do you do? And they listed 20 things. You said, wow, how do you do all that? One thing at a time. Now, now, don't act like God's put every burden you have on you at one time. We take our burdens and he gives me strength to take my burden to the Lord and cast it on him and leave it there. Now, now, there are many men who, you ever recognize, he's a part of everything. I've said in the staff meeting, he can do anything. He can't do anything right, but he can do anything. He can't. I mean, he can teach, he can play music, he can do anything. And, 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 and there are many folks that are like that. You, you can be seated. I want you to think of this. If a school teacher looked at everything they taught and every responsibility they had at one time, they'd quit. But they don't. They take a task and they put it to a schedule. They take a task and they put it to a schedule. I can't carry 300 burdens all day. But I can take a burden. And say, Lord, I ask that you would touch this family. 
I ask that you'd bless Brother McDaniels today. I pray that you'd help his white blood count and his hemoglobin numbers to be what they need to be. Bless his wife, Joan, give her strength. Help them in these days and these hours. Help him mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically. I've given that burden to God today. He's my burden bearer. And then I go out in the field and I get another. God bless Rob and Myra and Lily as they prepare to get on a plane and go take a, uh, uh, their uh, survey trip to South Africa. I pray that you'd bless the finances. I pray that you'd protect them and keep them safe. I pray that their eyes would be open spiritually and you help them, uh, Lord, meet their needs. And I put that burden on the Lord. And then I'll go get another. You see, I don't bear all 300 burdens at one time. I don't do everything at one time. We take one burden at a time, please, and we cast it on the Lord. And when you look at the barn at the end of the day, you say, my, what a mighty God we have. Because, friend, he can carry the barn. He can carry the wagon. He has the whole world in his hands. Quit taking your burdens and carrying all your burdens and cast your burden on him one at a time, an hour at a time, a day at a time, and let God carry your burden. If a businessman was asked to list all of his responsibilities, it would be overwhelming. And you would say, how in the world do you do all of that? Well, I do this once a month. I do this twice a month. I do this every day. I do this once a week. I do this every other Thursday. And when he lists everything on the schedule, you realize, wow, you can accomplish a lot of things. You can't accomplish anything when you are overwhelmed to the place of discouragement. You can't accomplish anything when you say, I've got so much to do, I quit. You can't accomplish anything discouraged and quitting. Let me give you one more verse, and I'll finish with this. I'm sorry, two. Second Corinthians eleven twenty four. This is a great sermon. Has two closings. Sermons. Second uh, uh, Corinthians eleven twenty four. Paul writes these words, of the Jews five times received I forty stripes, save one, that's 195 stripes. Thrice I was beaten with rods, once was I stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck, a night and a day I've been in the deep, in journeyings often, in perils of water, in perils of ro uh, robbers, in perils by my own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren. In weariness and painfulness and watchings often and hunger and thirst and fastings often and cold and nakedness. Beside those things that are without that which cometh upon me daily the care of all the churches. Now this is what Paul had experienced in life. Look at me. He didn't do all this in one afternoon. He's summarizing what all God had allowed him to go through. And you know how he did it? One burden at a time. One veil at a time. Now the last passage, Psalm 61. Psalm 61. This is where we're closed. Psalm 61, verse number 1. Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. 
I have this underlined in my Bible. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. I get overwhelmed when I look at all of my responsibilities at one time and wonder how I can carry them. I can't. I don't have to. I'm not supposed to. It's my job to carry my burden and cast it on the Lord. I pray that every day I can get a truckload of burdens carried. It's my job just to load the truck. It's my job just to put it in the barn. It's God's job to carry it. And I sure am glad because I can't fix the problem, but he can. I can't help the sick, but he can. One burden at a time, please. Stand with me if you will. Heavenly Father, no doubt I preach to folks that feel overwhelmed. The devil constantly is asking the question in their minds, what if this and what if that and what if this and what if that? And after an hour, they have 25 things to worry about. But Lord, if we'll just carry the burden in this hour and the burden for the next hour and day by day, you'll help us through the decisions. You'll help us through the difficulties. 